until my fantasy thing pop up. Every time the cell rings, I'll be praying that my name pop up for real. Welcome. Welcome to the Lonely Season, everybody. I'm your host, your favorite loner, King John, and I hope you enjoyed that little snippet that I played there for you. To my fantasy dame pop up, every time my cell rings, I'll be hoping that a name pop up for real. So, I hope everybody's out there quarantining themselves. This is the quarantine episode that I like to call A Love Lost. So, please bear with me. Uh, this is going to be a good story. Um, and I hope that the person I'm speaking about does listen to the story and let me know if I'm wrong in anything that I say in this story. Uh, but, you know, if you've been following me on Instagram, I've been taking topics and trying to figure out what to talk about. And um, somebody asked a lost love, someone that a woman that I was with that slipped away. So um, I have a story. Um, I remember on Facebook some years ago I posted I lost myself between 2010 and 2011 but before that I was a very wholesome young man <laughs> um I guess coming into my zone and getting into my zone <clears throat> excuse me well yeah getting into my zone I guess where I had a little bit more confidence in myself but um I was smelling myself a little bit and I was getting to the you know, getting in the groove of things, understanding this online thing that's happening these days. So, actually, how this store started was, it's about 2005, and AOL was popping back then. You know, we did the ASL, ASX location, we had the chat rooms popping, and a lot of people remember, like, Ebony's, like, 30s and 20s rooms, and the BBW rooms, and all the chat rooms and stuff, and, you know... I was famous for having pussy eater screen names. So there was like Envious Pussy Eater, Avid Pussy Eater, so on and so forth. And I even had like a really wholesome name that was like Soulful J. Because back in the day, I was very soulful. I was into Neo Soul Heavy, Music Soul Child, Jill Scott. I mean, I still am into those things, but you know, Soulful J just kind of was my thing. So um, the story goes. I'm a little embarrassed to say this story, but it's cool. I met this young lady on AOL. And, you know, at the time we had dial-up. Or maybe it was DSL at the time. I think it was dial-up. No, it was DSL. Because, yeah, it was DSL. So, for those of you who don't know what DSL is, before we had, you know, these modems and cable modems and stuff like that, we had to get the internet by running through our phone line. So... Pretty much, you run through the phone line, you plug your telephone wire into your computer, and you had internet. Now, if somebody picked up your phone, um, you would lose internet access. <laughs> and you'd be screaming, like, who picked up the phone? You know, I'm using the computer. You're trying to find a job. You know, that's when, like, Snag a Job and all the other sites, old sites was popping. Um, <laughs> and uh, DSL came along, and DSL was, like, this thing where you could be on the internet and have the phone at the same time. Like so, you could be on the internet. So I could use the the house phone, and that was like the revamp type of thing. Like that was the that was our thing. Uh, for all y'all youngins, you know, if y'all didn't know, we came from the Stone Age. Us eighties babies is the truth. But anywho, um, so met this young lady. Uh, I can't remember her screen name exactly, but it did have something of California in it. It's cool, whatever. So I met this young lady. 
and we kicked it off in in AO and some IMs. So pretty much out of the chat room, you could have a little IM pop up box, and uh, you could have your own private conversation, similar to Instagram DMs or Twitter DMs and things like that. So our first conversation that we ever had, she uh, we talked for like about twenty four hours. When I say 24 hours, like a literal 24 hours, like we sat, I sat on my computer, I had a compact, <laughs> a compact desktop, <laughs> had a compact desktop, right? Never forget that. That was my first computer. I had a compact desktop and I sat at that computer for 24 hours. We sat talking for 24 hours and literally 24 hours, like from that evening to the next evening we talked and we talked about everything under the sun when i say everything we talked about everything and it was a consistent conversation now about this young lady she was light-skinned very light-skinned she had beautiful lips she had beautiful eyes she was tall she was like 5'11 she knew sports she knew hip-hop she her favorite rapper was Tupac. Mine was Biggie, of course. Her favorite color is red. Mine is blue, of course. We were opposite of everything, but we meshed together. For the record, she was a Pisces. Or she is a Pisces, excuse me. She is a Pisces. So we meshed on everything. We talked about music, we talked about sports, foods, clothing, rap, hip hop, R and B, talk shows, T V shows. She's very she's like she's straight, you know black woman hear me raw type of girl and um she had just moved from the west side to the east coast she was staying in greensboro north carolina and she was going to a and t and you know at the time i was working at staples i was a staples associate at the time in 2005 i had a tongue ring um <laughs> i was real big i was huge um when i say huge like not like big, huge. I'm talking like I used to go to Chipotle and order two burritos, one steak and one chicken and eat both of them in one sitting. That's how big I was at the time. <clears throat> Excuse me. But yeah, had a time working at Staples. Um, I used to work night shift at Staples. So and I like talking to her so much that I used to call her. I used to call her. On the job, he used to call, go in the manager's office because I was the man back then in Staples. He's going to the manager's office. I would talk to her all the time. We would talk all the time. And she's the only cell phone number I knew by heart, <laughs> believe it or not. We did have cell phones back then. We had flip phones. You know how that is. But um, she's the only cell phone number I knew by heart at the time. And um, the first time we met, I took the train down to Greensboro, North Carolina, and I ended up staying a week down there. Now, a week, like it was a 15 hour train ride and um, Amtrak, she picked me up and I stayed a week in the house. And mind you, she just moved there. She was living with her cousin and I stayed a week in her house. So I had all this, I had, well, I had like two bags. And I had all these clothes and like we literally stayed a week. And that was like the best week ever. Like we did everything. And it was really unexpected because I didn't expect to stay a week in somebody else's crib that you just met. Like who in the world would let a random black man stay in my house for a week that you just met? But 
after the first night of conversation, we ended up really falling for each other and falling in love. Now, we was vibing, we was good. I remember we went to a food court and she asked me like, what are we doing? Like, what are, what, you know, what am I into? You know, that, that dreaded question that no man wants to answer. Like, what are we questioning? And um, I said uh, something to the sorts of, yo, we just chilling, you know, we just talking. And I think at that time, which is honest, which is the honest truth, like at that time, we definitely were more than doing talking. Like we, it was like something serious. It was something very serious. But um, at the time I entered, oh, we just chilling, you know, we just chilling, we just talking. And um, that was that. And that kind of just, I guess, and we spent the rest of the week, you know, doing things that couples do, hanging, hanging out, having sex, you know, doing all that good stuff. I'm not going to get into the real, real personal thing that I did the first day I was there because that's something, that's another story for another day. But uh, she knows what I did the first day I was there. Um, something sexually I did the first day I was there. But anywho, and, um, you know, after like that day in the food court, you know, we still was vibing out. We still was talking every day. At the time, I didn't really had money, so I didn't really see it that often. But we, you know, we made it work. It was long distance. We made it work. We made it work. Um, hmm. so I believe after that visit, she came and visit me. She came with her cousin at the time, uh, if I'm not mistaken, and we went over New York City and stuff like that. I'm trying, I'm really trying to remember because it's been some, it's been a lot of years. Um, but I remember year two of us talking, and, um, you know, we wasn't in a relationship or anything like that. So she did what she had to do for herself and she started talking to another dude. Now in in my head, you know, she belonged to me. Like how dare you talk to another man? And um yeah, she talked to another dude. They did their thing, they had sex, and she told me, you know, we were very open and honest with each other. We kept it real with each other all the way through. So she had sex with this dude. Now this dude was like some kind of, I don't know, club promoter, whatever he was at the time. I don't remember. I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? I don't give a shit about what he know, what he does at the time. Um, but he was like some club guy. And um, you know, we made me ask like the weirdest questions when <laughs> we find out the girl you're interested in is having sex with another dude. We ask the dumbest questions. Like we ask questions like. Did you suck his dick? <laughs> you know, what I mean, I don't know why we ask that question. We just ask that question because we idiots. So we ask questions like, "Did you suck his dick?" I actually, and I, I, my dumbass asked that question like, "Did you suck his dick?" And I ask questions like, "Did he make you come?" You know, stupid shit. Like the the really bruised, like self sabotage bruised my own damn ego. Like I really did ask these questions. I don't know why I asked these questions, but I did. You know, like the heat your pussy shit like that. So. I came down in and visited her, visited her that the second time. And I think I stayed for like a few days. I didn't stay as long, but I stayed for like a few days. And um, we argued. When I say we argued, I think it was A&T, one of A&T's homecomings. And we argued every day that we were down there. When I say we argued, like, 
we would be loving on each other one moment and then we arguing the next moment like it was night and day <laughs> i remember um very vividly we went to fridays one time and um like we're arguing in fridays like we said i think it was fridays we arguing one time in fridays and we're sitting next to each other we argue 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 and the waiter comes over he's like is everything okay and i was like yeah we're good and the waiter's like oh shit like <laughs> and she's like you scared him i said so what fuck that nigga like i'm, I'm talking to you and then i was yo we was when i say yo we argue yo we argued like crazy we argued then we fucked we fucked and argued we argued and fucked you know i mean that's what we did um and after that second visit i ended up making her my girlfriend um i'm not saying that it was a mistake what i'm saying is i made her my girlfriend for the wrong reasons for all the wrong reasons i had a bruised ego and that's never a reason to make be to put somebody committed to you or make somebody be committed to you because you had a bruised ego i had a bruised ego and i made her my girlfriend because i didn't want her fucking this tony guy anymore <laughs> so really that's how that happened um <clears throat> excuse me so now we're in a relationship and i'm not being the best boyfriend on my end of the world you know i still visited her we still talked every day um she was one of those females where you know you don't have to talk to her every day but you know you gotta reach out speak to her and we always had the best conversations and of course on my end i wasn't doing the best thing i'm not saying you know i, I never did the best i'm gonna be totally honest with you i never did the best but um i i got greedy and i said to myself that i just don't want her doing anything and i want to do everything you know i wanted to have my cake and frosting and ice cream and she can't have shit no dessert for her and that's pretty much how i did it in that long distance relationship where i pretty much did whatever i want and she couldn't do nothing because she was my girl she was in a relationship and i was single pretty much um it's messed up because it shouldn't have been that way because i really was in love with her so how it all kind of came to a head and ended i ended up leaving staples in 2010 five years in staples i went you know i went through the management training program the district manager asked me put all these tasks in front of me to complete so I could be a manager at Staples and that was like the focus point the focal point of my career at the time and um I even moved, moved my tongue ring out like he took my he was like some army guy district manager and he had a thing with tongue rings like when he came to visit I had to run to the bathroom take my tongue ring out and um he hated that he hated me having a tongue ring and um i did my best to be a manager and it never worked out but i was doing so many things like i was closing other stores i had keys to the store I had alarm codes i was doing money drops i was doing everything and um he just didn't give me that title so i ended up leaving staples from that um i went to time on the cable which is now spectrum and i started talking to another girl this other girl knew about my first love my very first love and um i told the situation at hand and how we we would well i lied let me be honest i lied and uh <laughs> i lied 
and but she ended up going through my phone and finding out about this girl and me and her were still talking we wasn't me and the girl and time warner were talking but we wasn't together together like that we kind of was offhand just dating i guess so my first love was coming up to new york and um the girl from time warner kind of knew about that and she kind of gave me an ultimatum, like, if you see her, don't talk to me no more. Mind you, me and the girl from Taiwan was, you know, we was vibing heavy. And we was doing what we was doing, going out and stuff like that. So, me and my first love, she came up. And she, like, the girl from Taiwan was like, if you go see her, then it's over between us. And I really did end up go seeing her. And when my first love came up... You know, we was in the hotel room in Times Square. I never forget it. We was in the hotel room in Times Square, and I was texting multiple girls while we was in the bed together. And she seen one girl I was texting, and it was it was just bad all around. Honestly, honestly, it was bad all around. And you know, like a couple of days before she left, everything kind of came to head about my infidel infidelity excuse me my infidelity where it just was um <laughs> it all came out open what happened was i was in the facebook group this is when facebook was like you had to have a college email address to be in facebook so i was in the facebook group one of her close friends was in the same facebook group there was a, a post that said something about if you're single or not blah 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 and i was in that facebook group and i said i'm single Word got back around. She didn't tell me until she met face to face, which I commend her for. Like she didn't bail out on me. She, we saw each other face to face. She put it out there, and I had to admit to the truth. Right, I had to admit to the truth. So yeah, I, I said that. And we was in the hotel. I never forget. We was in the hotel room talking. I had on this pink plaid polo shirt. I never forget that. I had this pink plaid polo shirt on. And I told her, and she was like, you know, it's over. And not so cute words. <laughs> but she told me it was over. She told me it was done. Um, I actually cried. She cried, too. And I didn't wear the shirt anymore after that because she cried on that shirt. I didn't wear the shirt anymore. I actually threw the shirt away. I didn't want to wear it anymore. And um, she cried, and... I ended up packing my bag and I walked out the room. She, you know, it kind of was over and pretty much, you know, it was like get out type of thing. And I left the room. I came back home. My mom was like, what happened with her? And, you know, I told my mom the story. And she was like, yeah, she probably wanted more. It was a few. It was like almost four or five years and that we were into this. And, you know. We were still just visiting each other maybe once or twice a year. Maybe three more, three times a year. But it's just because I wasn't making money like that. And I hated myself for not advancing the relationship. Because I should have advanced the relationship. I was truly in love with her. <coughs> I was truly in love with her. And um, I should have advanced that relationship further than what it is. Um, it's a classic story of ego getting into the way. When we broke up, I ain't going to lie to you. I tried to get her back. <laughs> we didn't talk for like a few years we didn't talk for like a few years like she still was cool with my brother and stuff like that she's still cool with my brother to the day we actually started you know communicating 
so you know we actually started communicating not like heavy heavy but you know cordially uh like a few years ago but um i did ask for her back i did try to get her back and she told me she doesn't move backwards and as much as i wanted her back because i wanted a second chance i knew already that i couldn't get that i knew i couldn't get that back i knew i couldn't not as much not as hard as i tried i knew i wasn't going to get it back she said she doesn't move backwards and she didn't move backwards but we had a dope a dope relationship you know she was a lakers fan i was a bulls fan we had the arguments about kobe r.i.p and jordan <sighs> we talked about so many things we went to concerts like she took me to my like i remember she took to my like one of my very first concerts we saw Jill Scott and Raheem Devon in concert at I can't remember the Coliseum in Greensboro. The Coliseum, I remember. Yeah, we saw him at the Coliseum, and that's when I fell in love with Jill Scott. Like Jill Scott was just like, yo, I would call Jill Scott mommy all day. <laughs> um, Raheem Devon was dope. Um, she took me to watch the throne. When watch the throne was popping. And we went to Washington. We had floor seats, like four for all floor seats. And we were, Greensboro was the first city when they started doing niggas in Paris multiple times. That was the first city that, did, that had it done in Greensboro. They did it three times that night. I never forget that night was epic. Like, that night was epic. Um, I've been to several homecomings. I remember I almost got into a fight with some Q dogs because they tried to really get up on it. And, you know, I'm from Brooklyn. So that came out wherever I would go, you know. So that was that. Um, man, we had so many had so many stories. We we did a lot together, and I I messed that up. I fucked that up. I fucked that up bad because ego, um, being greedy, not being honest, being stupid in general, just being stupid. And a lot of times I think about. You know, if I made some different decisions, I'd probably be married to her now with a couple of kids because she was good. I was good. We had conversations and we had a lot established. There was a good foundation. And I just my mom liked her. My family liked her. My mom liked her and all that stuff like that. Like My mom to this day still talks about her. Um, she's a throws her name out there from time to time. So it's just, you know, you feel like. If you had a second chance to do it over, there's a lot of things that I would do over. If you have regrets, you know, I don't have regrets, you know, things in life happen for a reason. But these are one of these times where it's like, you know, damn, I wish I would have just did something different, you know, something not typical of me, something not typical of all dudes. Just why why did I have to be so greedy? And it's just like, I just wish I had a moment just to do it over sometimes. But hey, that's life. You know, you live and you learn. And you try to be better at it next time you have the opportunity. Clearly, for me, it's not, it doesn't work like that. But that's a whole another story for another day. So that's my story of a love loss. I'd like to thank you guys for listening to me again on the Welcome to Lonely Season podcast the revamped version of it not really revamped just more consistent i should say um 
you guys are awesome thank you for listening to the first episode allow me to reintroduce myself please please let it be shared amongst your friends family please y'all like listening to me talk so let other people listen to me talk (laughs) um i would be trying to get this on other streaming platforms just you know with a lot of things happening with this coronavirus and my job in particular because i work in the airline industry things are a little scary so my mind really isn't focused on trying to get it out but i am trying to work on my craft trying to get you guys super good content as we continue on i hope you guys out there protecting yourselves taking all the necessary precautions because i would like everybody to be safe out there because it is a scary place and this virus is scary i don't want anybody to get hurt or get sick at all but um Follow me on all social media platforms. Uh, Instagram, which is king.john. That's K-X-N-G dot J-X-H-N. You can follow me on Twitter at underscore kingjohn. That's underscore K-X-N-G J-X-H-N. A Snapchat is available, but I'm not going to give that out. It's too much work. <laughs> Just follow me on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook. You can find me. Search this on SoundCloud. If you have the SoundCloud app, you can just search Welcome to Lonely Season. I'll pop right up. Make sure you share amongst your friends, family, co-workers, lovers, sides, quarantine bays, whatever you want to call them. And I appreciate you guys for uh, taking time out to listen to me talk. I love you guys. Catch you on the next one. Peace.